That means you're live. I gotta tell these guys everything. Where's oh, the intro? Whoa. Oh no, we yeah, we we're doing this whole new thing first. Um, so what's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Running Gun Podcast. Tonight we have a special episode lined up for you. We have a guest with us, Miss Allison Posey from up in Tallahassee from W what is it? WTXL ABC twenty seven. <laughs> Awesome, and we are glad to have her with us today. She covers Florida State, FAMU, high school prep sports, everything. I mean, is that is that it, or is there is there more to that? that Valdosta, we go two counties deep in Valdosta, so we're all the way to Valdosta State too. TCC, a little bit of everybody. We got we got a little bit of everybody. High little kids all the way up to college. It's a lot of fun. <laughs> nice shout out Valdosta. Nice. Half those people like I'm that. related to. Wintersville, <laughs> best game ever. <laughs> that's cool. That's co- wait. wait where, where's the? I thought the intro was gonna start. It is. I thought the. In- hey, what's going on, guys? This is JP. This is the Bull. This is JC. This is Flash. This is Denny Hendricks. And you're listening to. And you're listening to. And you're listening to. And you're listening to the Run and Gun Podcast. So, I love the introduction. Love it so much. Um, first thing for tonight, first topic we got in here in this first quarter, guys, is the NBA. So Steph Curry went off for sixty-two points in a win against the Trailblazers. Is anybody surprised that Steph Curry finally got it together and woke up? The man's Not a vet. <laughs> it was only a matter of time. It's Steph Curry. He's gonna drop him when he drops him, and. I mean, you got to think too. This this NBA season is weird. They had a very shortened yeah. off season, very very shortened, very shortened training camp. So you're coming off this grind of this big season where you are in a bubble. You got literally yeah. a couple weeks to kind of get ready, get things together. I like the cheer. This is sweet. I like this. Get things together, and then you're right back into a new season. So you got to think of the toll that it takes on these guys' bodies. So yeah, only a matter of time. True. I agree with that. Yeah, it's only I have even the rest of them need to get healthy too. Yeah. Uh, the other thing too with the NBA is uh, the Nets' defensive. Uh, the Nets' defense. Ah, the Nets' defense has resulted in their poor record. So basically, Steve Nash has said um, he's confident that the offense will find the rhythm, and it's it is more so the defense is lapsing in certain places like offensive yeah like deep yeah they're having defensive lapses offensive rebounds they lack that and then they also are in trouble in the turnover department they turn the ball over too many times and they just lost kd for seven days because he was exposed to someone that has covid so i mean it's i feel like a lot of people had these high expectations for the nets and now it's kind of like 
at a rough point. But it goes back to what what you said, Allison, where like the season just started basically, and everybody's trying to like find that rhythm still. Yeah, absolutely. And I think with the Nets, you have to remember too. You have a new coach and Steve Nash. You have KD and Kyrie Irving who are coming off of injuries, so they haven't played. I mean, it's been how long a year for Kevin Durant? Uh, Kyrie yep. was hurt too. So you have them coming off of injuries to a new team under a new coach in a shortened off season. Of course, things aren't going to go right off the rip. I mean, that's it's just it's common sense. I need this in my everyday life. Like, if I get to have somebody cheer for me all the time, that's <laughs> but, but, I mean, seriously, I mean, you, you, you look at things, you have to look at things from that angle. I mean, we could go way back and talk about the Miami Heat when they created that dream team with LeBron going down to Miami. They weren't fantastic right off the jump, too. It took them a couple years to kind of build up to that. This is a new team with guys coming off of injuries and a shortened season, again, with a new head coach. Give them a chance. Give them a chance. Give them some time. I agree. Job, Josh, I was just going to say it's still early. Like, why are we still, you know, worried so much about it? Like, uh, you know, you got to get people got to freak out. You know this. People have to freak out over something. Yes. Well, you know, that's how we get paid, right? But <laughs> we get to argue about their overreactions. But, I, I mean, it, it's still early in the season. I don't think we really uh, have a full problem for them to be like, oh, my goodness, blow everything up already. I mean, it's it's too soon for that. You have to go through the wash and, and see what happens. Especially, yes. they say that the season doesn't really start till after the All-Star break. So. Exactly. It. It goes back to that thing that you just said um, about overreaction because I, I, it happens in every sport. It happens in basketball. It happens all the time in the NFL. It happens in college football. Everyone thinks right off the bat their team's going to the NBA Finals or going to some championship, and then some type of adversity kicks in, reality strikes, and then everybody's like, oh, my gosh. Everybody's like, yeah. <laughs> Their season going down. I, I, agree, I agree with you. I think pe- the problem is people put these expectations up and they have no idea how hard it is to actually live up to those expectations. People say, oh, Kevin Durant, huge star. Oh, Kyrie Irving, huge star. You should be able to marry these two together and have instant success. And that's not how athletics work. When you have a team and you have talented guys, they have to learn to play together. And again, heading into this year when things have been anything but ordinary – it's going to take time. And again, you have those guys coming off of injuries too. So they're still trying to get healthy, get back. And they've been training. I haven't, I'm not saying they haven't been training, but they have to get back into that game rhythm, playing on a court, playing with four other guys. It takes time. And fan bases like to blow things up. And when things aren't, oh, we're, we're not a championship contending team five games into the season, it's the end of the world. Mm-hmm. And it's not. Chill out, take a seat, take a breath. And things will happen. You just got to give it time. Exactly. Temper your expectations. Go ahead Bingo. and look at the look at the schedule and go. Yeah, we're the fifth overall team in the division. That's what I want to hear right there. Yeah. Halfway through. I mean, it's expensive. that's what that's what that's what fans do. Fans always hope that the best things always happen. I, I yeah. also am one of those fans. I mean, I'm a Seattle fan. I hope. 
the Legion of Boom one day resurrects itself. That's what fans do, <laughs> right? You have to expect the best. You expect the best from your team. You want the best for your team. You know, watch uh, me. Unfortunately, what comes from that is you watch them, and then that happens. Uh, flush it for me. You're not gonna you know get what? it. Okay. Oh, And then you're expecting big things in next year. That's how Cowboys fans work. That's how Lakers fans work. Uh, the Celtics. The Celtics are a really big one. I have a friend who's a Celtics fan, and every year he tells me we're going to win. I got this is the year. This is the year. This is the year. Fans, so, I'll uh, say this. And we're all fans of programs, but fans are the worst. You have you have to take you have to take a seat and you have to realize you just have to again, you have to just take a breath and think of all the other factors. These are athletes. Things are gonna happen. And again, it's so early. Chill out. Pump the brakes. Everything's gonna be okay. Yep. Yep. I I see I see that happen so much on Twitter so many times and I'm just sitting Twitter's there the worst. Just, oh my oh my gosh and I'm just Twitter, like Twitter is the I'm, worst aren't we on Twitter I'm scrolling through yes we are Bobby we're on Twitter at Penalty Talk y'all go ahead and go follow us there thank you Twitter uh, we're not talking about you we're talking about your uh, uh, your Twitter takes Twitter takes are the oh, worst oh oh um, well, yeah, yes yes <laughs> Twitter is not the worst. Twitter takes are the worst. <laughs> yes. I see some I see some of these takes and I'm just shaking my head. I'm just like Yeah. Y'all like really got up and decided to decided y'all was gonna go with that? And it's always the people that don't have their real picture in the profile that like to hide behind the screen and just type away. If they have a fake profile picture, watch them. It's a bad take. Ninety nine percent of the time. Speaking of bad takes. Since we're in the final two minutes of this first quarter, uh, I'm going to push you into who's winning this year for the NBA. Are we really going there this early? We're going there this oh, early because you know what? Oh. Fans. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, who did you who did you say you're a fan of? Who did you say you're a fan of? Oh, I did not stay a fan for the NBA. Oh, okay. I was about to say, we're, we're going to go with your team, right, so we can get those expectations way up high. Is that what we're going with? Okay, I'll give you a team. Milwaukee. No. Oh. I, I, you know, I kind of see where she's coming from, though. I do. Who do you have? For me, I'm, I'm like a Miami Heat fan. I, yeah, I'm a Miami They got to get wow. rid of the jerseys, dude. Because those pictures that I'm seeing the other day, it's I saw some tweet. This was a good Twitter take. It was like a, when you crack your screen and it's got the blended colors, you know, I was like, whoever wrote that is a genius because that's what it looks like. You know, when you break the screen on your phone and it blends all those colors oh together, that's what those jerseys oh look like. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. You're talking about the Miami Vice jerseys. They're actually yes. wearing them tonight. I... It, yeah, it, I, I was cool with the original... I was cool with the original, like the black and the white. Miami yeah, Vice those look good. That, like that, that one I was cool with, but like these ones, it's, and then the courts kind of blend it too. It's just, it, it's it gonna take a little bit good. of getting used to. 
I yeah, can tell you're a professional. You pushed me off that question and changed it. I mind. did. I see that. <laughs> All right. So look, now we're wow. in the NFL. This is my, my little spectrum here. So the playoffs. Are so set. actually, we're in the NCAA. NCAA. Yep. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. We, we switched wow. it up a little bit. Switched it up a little wow. bit. Um. So the first thing is actually, it's funny. We were talking about this before we got on here. Texas has fired Tom Herman after four years. Went 32 and 18. He was 4-0, 4-0 in bowl games. Won one New Year's Six bowl against Georgia. He's, but I think this was the one that kind of did him in. He was one and four against Oklahoma. Texas has they've hired um, Steve Sharkeesian. But something interesting I'm gonna share with y'all. I shared it before we switched to this format. So Texas and these unrealistic expectations is nothing new. Texas had a coach back in, I want to say, back in the 40s or the 50s. His name was Blair Cherry. He actually resigned from Texas. And Texas was number three in the country. They went nine and two. Give or take, it was health issues. But he said that the fans in Texas have these unrealistic expectations. They always expect national championships. And I just think it's funny because we were just talking about fans in the last in the last quarter. Yeah, so I, I was going to say, are we going back to, to fan expectations? But it's funny that 60-some-odd years later, 70 years later, that still holds true. Because if you read any article and you talk about anything, that Texas fan base and those boosters are some of the hardest to please. Yes. I mean, what yeah. Mac Brown did in Texas is unbelievable. And they were ready to boot him out the door. And, I mean, they did. So th- that fan base is unbelievable. Being a coach, you got to have some thick skin if you're going to coach there because they're going to come at you any which way. I agree. I agree. They were, they were talking about that on um, on college game day. It's like they said the boosters are like – it's like an army of Jerry Joneses just coming at you. <laughs> like, why didn't you get a recruiter? Like, it, it's it's crazy. I'm, I'm like, what? Like, I can understand if you miss out on a kid – Okay, it happens. But, like, to say we have to get the best, say we got to get the best quarterback who's a five-star in the state of Texas and we don't get him because he goes to Oklahoma, it's like, come on. Like, I think I mean, there's a fine line between the boosters and how much they should have an influence into the program. And I think that line is definitely blurred at Texas. Um, I think that um, they – I'm not at Texas, so I, I don't want to speak for them. But there comes a point where you have to let the coach coach. And if there's too many voices trying to influence that coach, it makes your job hard. And, and I feel what? I feel for I feel for coaches that are put into that position, whether it's at Texas or at any other school. That's a tough spot to be in because you go to a school to coach. And when you have those outside voices, it's rough. I agree. I agree. Josh, you got you're waiting. Jason, I've you're waiting. I've been biting my tongue this whole time. Go, go I ahead, go ahead. This is a great move. I got soul, and I'm super bad. And I'm going to say it, and everybody knows what's going to happen. Texas is back to the dumpster once again. <laughs> I mean, you have a, a great coach in Tom Herman, right? But do you see what's going on over over Eastern Way in Michigan? I mean, Jim Harbaugh's had his problems, but he's getting extended. Yeah. What, what's wrong with Tom Herman? I, I don't. I do not see an issue with Tom Herman, and it goes back to what you were saying: the boosters cannot be appeased uh, with, I, I guess, one of the best 
in the country. Um, mm-hmm. So Texas is back. Texas is back. I'm, I'm done. <laughs> I'll try to keep it short. Wow. Um, You've been waiting to say it. You, I saw you just, just squirming over there. <laughs> so the next thing, the next thing we can hit on here is the uh, national championship. Is actually no, no. Before I do that, I'm gonna, I'm gonna talk about the Heisman Trophy. So the Heisman was given out last night. The finalists were Mac Jones, Kyle Trask, Devontae Smith, and Trevor Lawrence. Devontae Smith came away with it. Rightfully so, in my opinion, as if because it's the best player in the country, and you know he's the, now the third wide receiver to ever win the trophy. The first one was Tim Brown. The second one was uh, Desmond Howard. So, I mean, how, how's everybody feeling about that? I got sold, and I'm super bad. I love it. I, I mean, I'm I'm with you. I thought it was. I thought he was the clear cut winner. Um, I was surprised a little bit how the rest of the vote shook out. Trevor Lawrence took second, and I... I saw that. I don't really think Trevor should have gotten second. Um, This is my opinion of the Heisman. I feel like the Heisman over the last 10-ish years, 10, 15 years, has become more of a popularity contest. I feel... And you can just see people talking about it. And again, I'm going back to Twitter and the Twitter takes, and not all of them are good. But a lot of people base the Heisman as a team award, and it's not a team award. It's never been a team award. It goes to the it goes to college football's most outstanding player. And a lot of people said, "Oh well, Kyle Trask doesn't even deserve to be in the conversation because he's lost three games." He could you could say he lost three games for the Florida defense. Florida defense ain't that good. It's not a team award, and I, I feel like the Heisman ha- has lost some of that. I I agree. I agree. I like I like you. I like you so much. We came on here and I got into an argument over this. I felt like Kyle Trash probably should have at least came in second. If not, uh, yeah, one. I agree. I, I yeah. mean, he had himself one of the most wonderful years that we've seen, uh, previous to Joe Burrow, of course. Um, mm. But. It, his team lost it for him, and it's considered, I guess, an, a team award now. Um, so, you know, it's unfortunate. And it shouldn't be. It should not be. I read an article today that I thought was pretty interesting, and just your take on it, that was saying that something that might have hindered Kyle back is that he never had a Heisman moment. So you talk about Lamar Jackson, Tim Tebow, they both won those. They both won the Heisman with three losses. Um, and yeah. they both ended up losing their bowl game, so they had a fourth loss. So they had Heisman moments, though. Lamar had like a 78-yard run against Florida State that people were like, well, that kid's really good. Tim Tebow did Tim yeah. Tebow things. Kyle Trask never had that kind of defining Heisman moment this year, and they were saying that might have held him back a little bit. I don't know. Again, I don't think it's a team award, and I think that's, that's, I th- I think that's gotten lost. I agree. I agree. That, that's that's spot on. That was just somebody. Um, that's not necessarily my opinion. That's somebody. That's an article I was reading today, and I was like, mm, I could see that. But again, it's really hard not to look at the stats. His stats were overwhelming. And again, I'm not saying he should have beaten Devontae, but I also don't think he should have finished fourth in the voting. Mac Jones. Anybody could suit up a quarterback with that offensive line in Alabama, with yes. Harris at running back, with Smith at receiver, and have the stats that Mac Jones has. Kyle definitely should have been 
second, in my opinion, I'm with you, uh, behind Devontae Smith in the voting. I agree. I'm with, I'm with you there. I'm with you there. Now we, since we got a two-minute warning, now Sorry, that we kind of... wrong sound effect. It. Oh. I'm about to say, what's the toilet flushing for? What did I say to warn that? That was good, yeah. Um, So the national championship is slated for Monday, but it's rumored to be getting moved to the 18th. Um, I I don't understand what the whole thing is with that, with the Ohio State COVID test. I think it's just to get Justin Fields healthy. Um, Devontae Smith in that last playoff semifinal had seven receptions, 130 yards, and three TDs. I really didn't feel like Alabama cut the dogs loose. And then on the other side, Justin Fields, 22 of 28, 385 yards, six touchdowns. Here's my question with that with Justin Fields. Y'all think he should have been pulled or at least he should have been better evaluated? I'm not a medical professional. I never saw his x-rays. I don't know that discussion. I, I would imagine that he didn't want to be pulled and that conversation was had, but I also think Ohio yeah. State said, you know what, if we want a shot at, at winning, and they had all the momentum going in their favor, they needed yeah. to keep Justin Fields in the game and he needed yeah. to play. Yep. Yeah. I, I but agree. I will say this about Ohio State, and this is, I know we're down to the final 30 seconds here. In my final four, they were not in. And this national championship game better not get moved because the Big Ten has already compensated them one time by shortening the amount of conference games they needed to play in to make the championship, and they better not change this national championship game because that would be twice that they have catered to them, and it's ridiculous. Suck it up and play. I got Preach. soul! That's how I I'm super Amen. Hey, Mick, go ahead and put them out there. Let them play. I personally, I want to see Alabama tear them up, but... Hey, we'll see what happens. I, Justin Fields is a special quarterback and a special kid, but but Alabama, they're a bunch of freaks. I just Alabama's just they're ridiculous. <laughs> truth, truth. What do we have? And that brings us now to the NFL. So the playoff field is now set. So for Saturday, we got the Rams. Oh no, no, the NFC. The NFC side said it's the Rams and the Seahawks. And then the Bucks and the Redskins, and then you've also got the Bears. Not the Redskins, the, the Washington oh. football team. Let's be oh, my you're, you're right. You're right. My, my, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> the Washington football team and the Bucks. <laughs> so the one thing I want to say is, so the interesting thing about that game, um, so teams with a losing record, because there's only been two that have ever made it up to now, those teams are undefeated in the opening round when they get into wildcard weekend. But at the same time, too, you had Chase Young who ran his mouth. But I think it was more so of excitement because he is a rookie who went out and just started blurting out, Tom Brady, I'm coming. I'm coming for you. So I'm just like, yeah. But same thing, too, the both are hitting the stride. Yeah, I mean, you don't you don't give Tom Brady any more bulletin board material. I mean, I get it. He's he's a little older. It's with a different team. Bucks are the Bucks, but you don't give that man any extra fuel. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, I'm just curious to see how that Bucks offensive line is. Because, you man, know what? I'm right there. With, that is. I'm, I'm with you. 
I'm very I'm, I'm, intrigued to see how this front seven is able to handle the Bucks offensive line and what Tom Brady is going to be able to do because we know that Tom Brady is nullified by being on his back. So I will say this. I will say this. I'm confident in Tristan Wirfs. I'm confident in Ali Marpet. I'm confident in Ryan Jensen. I'm confident in Alex Kappa. But that dude at the left tackle, name. the last name, Donovan Smith. <laughs> Donovan Smith worries me, and what? And lo and behold, Chase Young is going to line up on that side. So that that's what worries me. So I, it, we'll, we'll see what happens. But um, you know, JC, you know your uh, your Seahawks play the Rams, and Aaron Donald said that's exactly what they wanted. Well, okay. So I'm, I, hey. you know what? I won't fault him for that because it's always very interesting whenever those two teams play. It's a very tough game. So I mean, uh, yeah, it's what you wanted, but it ain't gonna have the outcome that you want. Uh, I feel like you had start, starting to sort of hit a stride, even though you still have problems with the defensive end, and you still want to see more from that running game. But Russell Wilson, he's a freak. Doesn't matter. I, I still think it's too much. Plus, um, do we have any confirmation if golf is playing or not? You know, I haven't so heard far? anything. I haven't seen anything. I, but this I is the, that... this is the thing leading up to this. There's with COVID stuff, and I mean, you saw it with the Bears. I mean, having the issues that they've had, uh, Kamara is going to be able to play now. They're saying, or maybe yeah. I, they kind of hesitant to say whether he would play or not because he still hasn't practiced this week. But with COVID, I feel like you can't count on anybody to be there or not be there because things can change like that. Drop of the hat. Yeah, that's that's true. I mean, regardless, I feel that golf gives them their best chance to win rather than Wolford. So I, I'm just going to say that. I'm not even going to say who's going to win because you already know. I'm going to. <laughs> Challenge for land. Or not? I can't tell. I can't. I can't tell if he's a fan or not. Challenge flag. Who challenged me? Oh, well, the producer challenged it. Oh, oh snap! That's right. Oh, that's right. So how does this work if the producer throws the flag? <laughs> you know what? I'd never seen this before, so I'm curious to see it happen myself. I Can we get it. a rule verification here? Like, <laughs> yeah. Like, well, he's muted for a minute. Uh, I believe the gentleman who came in last week who can actually move and doesn't have a bad wheel will give them the best opportunity to win. Jared Goff being a sitting duck this week would not give them the best opportunity to win because if they don't have a solid running game, if they're able to shut down the run, Goff can't get out of the way long enough to complete a pass. So that's crazy to say that Jared Goff, who's injured, gives you – does he have a bad ankle? Hopefully it's not a bad I heart. I think it's just body. a bad ankle. But there's no oh, way he gives him the best, best, best chance to win. But then again, this is coming from a Seattle fan. So I'll let him go. <laughs> His oh. face. Behind that flag says it all. Says it all. (laughs) 
sing it like a rebuttal now? I'm not. No, I, I want to move on to the, the Baltimore. We're going yeah, we, we, to oh, go. I'm glad you That's said that. Because I, I was just about to jump over to, to the AFC side. So the AFC side, you got the Ravens and the Titans. You got the Browns at the Steelers. And you got the Colts and the Bills. So the Ravens are traveling to Tennessee this weekend against the same team that eliminated them last year, convincingly. What you trying to say? I mean, I mean, the Ravens, they're hot at the right time. But you still, you, you still got to stop that, that man from Uly, Florida, Derrick Henry. Mm-hmm. You got to stop yeah, him. Yeah, I, I think it'll be – Tennessee's defense is going to have to come through and stop the Ravens too. That's kind of been their Achilles heel this year is that Tennessee defense. So, Tennessee's offense, they're going to be okay. But it's going to be that defense to see if they can counteract and stop the Baltimore uh, offensive attack. I agree. Oh, wait, we. It's Lamar Jackson. <laughs> guest? We got, we got a guest? <laughs> Consistent passing. Oh, no. You have to do that. You have to do that. No matter what, still the issue with Lamar Jackson is still the consistent downfield passing. And yes, he has been obviously working on it, but I don't think it's still enough to beat the Titans and that bad man carrying the ball in the backfield. Because I really can't, I can't take it if they win now. Because he just challenged me like that. I, I think I'm letting my feelings get a hold of me right now. What did Chris Berman say? And this is why they play the game. Oh my God. I, I think especially, again, you, you talk about playing the game this year, too. This year is just so weird. Like, to me, I didn't even think we'd make it this far. I'll be honest with you guys. I didn't think we would be talking about the NFL playoffs. I didn't think we would be talking about a college football national championship. I didn't think we would get this far. So the fact that we're here... You got to adjust with, with the COVID stuff. If a guy has to sit out a couple days, I mean, it is what it is. But the fact that they're even playing and we're even talking about an NFL playoff season, I'm, I'm good. Like, I, I'm just thankful we got to this point. I agree. It's an absolute miracle. It really is. Because I was, I was saying it before the season even started. I was like, if we get to bowl season, if yes. we get to the NFL playoffs, like, I was like, what's going to happen? Like, is – is this going to happen? Is this going to happen? Like, then they expanded the playoff field, and lo and behold, like, a 10-win team still didn't make it in. So, um, thank God we got here. Um, but the other thing, too, is, yeah, you got the other playoff games with the Browns and the Steelers. Speaking of which, you know, the Browns are dealing with COVID. And then you got the Colts and the Bills. Yeah, I don't know how anyone can go up into Buffalo and win that during that time, of, during this time of the year. No. Um, but the other thing, too, is we had a couple coaches get fired. Well, as you already know, uh, Dan Quinn got fired and Bill O'Brien got fired. But also, Anthony Lynn got fired. And even uh, Doug Marone and Adam Gase got fired. But I think Adam... The Adam Gase thing, we knew. we knew that was coming. Yeah, yeah. Adam Gase, he, he, he had to go. I, th I think that what you see with Ryan Tannehill may happen with Sam Darnold possibly because Adam Gase is out the way now. So now the, the Sam Darnold can grow as a quarterback. But you know that that's that's my opinion. So here's the real question. 
Does Urban Meyer make it in the NFL? Ooh, you know what? Ooh. No, no, no. Ooh. I'm going to leak that into the hot topics right now. Uh, oh, no. <laughs> here's, my, here's my theory. I feel like Urban Meyer, if he, if he becomes the head coach of the Jaguars, a lot of people are saying, oh, yeah, you know, stop with the whole Justin Fields to the Jaguars talk. Trevor's the best quarterback. I feel like there's, like, some type of scheme there in, in the grand scheme of things because they're talking about Urban – not Urban. They're talking about Dabo, too. And I'm just thinking to myself, like, I feel like whoever gets that job might determine who gets drafted there. So I feel like if it is Urban yeah. Meyer, there's a chance it could be Justin Fields. But if it's Dabo, and I don't know why Dabo would leave Clemson. It's Clemson's a machine right now. It would be Trevor Lawrence. So I mean, that's just – that's my thing. Although I think if Dabo were to go to Jacksonville, Clemson needs to try their hardest and throw as much cash at – Brent Venables as possible to make him the head coach. Yeah, I mean, he's already making, what, two-plus million a year as D.C., so <laughs> I feel like it wouldn't be that much of a, of a pay raise to be promoted to head coach. But, yeah, I mean, Urban in the NFL, I don't know. I was I was actually at the University of – I went to school at UF, and I was at Florida when he was the coach at Florida. So I was there for the glory years, got to cover the national championship. I want to hear it with the toilet, whatever. Um, but it's just interesting to see if he could make it in the NFL because you've seen so many fantastic college coaches try to make the transition and it just doesn't work. So Mm. will the offense that he ran so successfully in college translate to the NFL? I don't know. And it's a different game running the players. Um, you know, it's it's easy to kind of control a college kid's life because they're there under scholarship. They're playing for you. You can't tell a man who's making millions of dollars a year what to do because they make more money than you do. So that relationship is a little bit different in the NFL. So I would be interested to see if, if he could be successful in, in the NFL. I don't know. True, true. Part of me thinks that he might like that, that desk at Fox Sports a little bit too much too. Yeah, you know, with all his health problems and stuff too, so a little bit exactly. on the desk and on the sideline. True, and that brings us out to the next thing, the next hot topic that we were discussing before we came on here. Uh, twenty twenty football schedules out for FAMU, so a couple key dates that we got here. There's four of them, especially. You got September fifth against Jackson State in Miami. You got October 30th, which is homecoming, against Grambling. And the interesting thing about that that I I found out is I think the university is going to be, like, broadcasting some of these games on YouTube TV. Not YouTube TV, but live on YouTube from what I've heard. Um, That would be awesome. Yeah, I I, I really hope so. And it would be good, too. We don't know what capacity is going to – I know we were talking about this, too. We don't know what capacity is going to look like in the fall. So if – fans are not allowed at full capacity inside Bragg. It's a fantastic way for people to still stay tuned and, and keep up with the game. If they have to have a TV out in the parking lot tailgating, it's a great way to kind of be at the game if you can't be inside the stadium. Oh, yeah, I, I agree, most definitely. Um, you got the other ones, too. You got at Southern on November 6th, and then you've got against Bethune-Cookman on November 20th. 
And then, of course, you know, I think two weeks later is the SWAC championship because now we got we get to talk about conference championships now. And then I believe the Celebration Bowl is, I think, like December 18th or something like that. So, I mean, I'm excited for this. I've, mm-hmm. I, I've, I'm, I, 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 was, I remember telling you earlier, like, I'm like, the year I go to grad school <laughs> is the year that they make this transition. And it's like and it's a top flight schedule, too. So now I'm just like, okay, I've already put it in my mind. Labor Day weekend, I'm finding my way down to Miami Gardens. And then, you know, Orlando's only button like 30 minutes to an hour away from where I'll be going to school at. So I'm going to Orlando for the Florida Classic. I have to. But I'm going to miss homecoming, and I hate that. But it's, it's all good. <laughs> Adulting sucks. Don't ever grow up. <laughs> I mean, I'm with you though. We were talking about, we were talking about this schedule. It's definitely a much more natural schedule for them. It's a lot more local. You talk about money and money is always an issue at any school, especially at an HBCU, but it doesn't cost as much to go to these games. And that was a big determining factor in them switching to the SWAC. I think at the end of the day, you're not having to charter flights. Um, It's expensive to fly a football team. Fans now can travel more easy to games. And we were making fun of, oh, well, what's in Jackson, Mississippi? I mean, that that's – it's closer. And fans can get in a car and make a trip out of it versus having to – I don't want to hear it. Having to get on a plane <laughs> or having to drive 10 hours to go to a game. I, I think the move yeah. to the SWAC, it made sense. It was long overdue. Um, and, and I'm happy that it's going to happen. It's a lot, a lot of old rivalries in it, too, that I'm excited to see happen on this year-to-year basis. Exactly. Yeah, I, I agree. And the, the crazy thing about it, too, like, especially like games like like Grambling, like everyone always talks about like the whole FAMU Southern rivalry and mm-hmm. stuff. Like, I'm I'm one of those people that like, OK, I've seen enough. I, I don't want to do like undermine that rivalry, but it's like, OK, I've seen that so many times play out. Like I've seen it live and in person like two years ago. Back oh, such a good game. Oh, that was such a good right. game. Right. <laughs> Like I've I've seen I've seen them play Tennessee State like endlessly, like since like two thousand one. I've seen them play Jackson State already. Like the last time they played Grambling, like VHSs were like a hot commodity. Like I'm I'm ready to see that in in present day. You know, like I mean, and then of course like you know the Florida Classic's never gonna lose its luster in my opinion, but. Like I'm ready to see like FAMU and Grambling go at it and stuff. I I say I say add a trophy to it possibly like name it somewhere with like the Gaither Robinson trophy or something like that, you know, that'd be cool. Like that's, that would be cool. I would love like to I said, see I'm, that. I'm, I'm, exci- I'm with you. I'm, and I know we've talked about this before, but I'm, I'm very excited for it. Again, I think it's, I think it's long overdue. I'm, I'm happy for FAMU. Um, I'm happy this is happening. I just cross fingers that this football season goes off without a hitch coming up. True. True. I'm, I'm like, yeah, hopefully it's full capacity. I mean, and the other thing too, um, I was supposed to ask this question. You know, what are the chances that you might see FAMU win a SWAC title in year one? Wake up, J- JC. I was saying, you got an opinion? You're just sitting over here, kind yeah. of quiet. Your brain going? I, I'm or? just here. I'm just here listening and, and he's eye candy. The information. He's he's waiting to throw a flag. Is what he's waiting to do. Yeah. Waiting to, waiting to throw a flag. Yeah. Well, look, wait, I might. He, well, you know what? We might get a we might get a flag if I say this. I could see. I see this team assembling a lot of pieces, and I love this. I love what they're assembling. Like, honestly, a lot of people are going out there saying, you know, Jackson State's got the best team on paper right now. 
It's Jackson a new State's coach and a game. new coaching staff. You can't ever say that. Again, we talk about fans with high expectations. It is a brand yep. new team up there. Chill out. Watch me! But I, exactly. I'm with you with FAMU. It, they return a lot of key pieces. Of course, you know, you got to replace Ryan Stanley. But you've got guys to fill in at quarterback with experience. Uh, Willie right, Simmons is a heck of a coach. They're exactly. going to be fine. They, they had that little bit of time before, obviously, practice was cut short, but he's going to have this ready to go. Exactly. Like, my, my per, like, me personally, my, like, looking at this schedule, even still, a lot of people are saying, like, watch out for the trap games. Like, you got Grambling and Southern back to back weeks, and then you got Arkansas Pine Bluff before the Florida Classic. But my thing is, if they really hit the accelerator and go and become a dangerous team, the ceiling is 10 and 1. And then at yeah. minimum, I see at minimum I see seven seven or eight wins at minimum. Like I, I really feel like a lot of people aren't expecting it and a lot of people are joking around laughing at it. But it wouldn't surprise me if they kicked the door in and just sat down in the swag's uh upper echelon seat. It wouldn't surprise Did you me. Say ten and one. Ten and one at best. Now hold up now now hold up now. Where's I that stay- one? Where's that one? No, that one is two. Oh, that, we're going, that, yeah. Oh, no, that one. It better not be what I get, think it is. Before y'all get started, that one is against They're USF. They're not losing the classic again. Right, that ain't happening. Throw the flag. Throw the flag. Don't, give me the flag. flag. We got 44 seconds left. Whoa. And I'm taking all of it. I cannot believe that of all the I, – I, I was listening to this great conversation, and I was enjoying myself. And just learning and just, you know, absorbing the situation. But I cannot believe that I just heard you say that their ceiling was 10 and 1 to USF. USF. I, I believe we're we're from we're from the same place, right? We see the same things, right? Didn't you go there? I I, I don't think USF can even though it may be a group of five team, I don't think that they're still good enough to just be counted off as a loss. Wow. We'll see. I feel so <laughs> Oh my goodness. My I feel so Oh, he's still muted, so that's great. All right. So uh you know we're we're at our post game now. This was this was a wonderful show, right? I, I think we enjoyed ourselves a little bit. Am I free now? Yeah. I, I had I had fun. I'm glad you guys invited me on. I think we we covered a lot of topics. Um, I got my frustrations out with the Heisman and the playoff. I think I think I'm good for now. <laughs> See, we, okay, we, we always want you to have a good experience. Yeah, always. We always want you to have a good experience because we we want you to come back. <laughs> you are yeah, now family. The invitation. You got you. You guys are great. <laughs> and we have to say to you. After all that you've said and done. I got sold and I'm super bad. <laughs> I think my favorite part about this whole experience is definitely the sound effects. I, I really need the clapping to like follow me around my real life because that would just that would be so uplifting, you know. Take take a, a big swig of milk and oh great day, Allison. Have a great day. <laughs> like that's awesome. <laughs> oh snap, we forgot. So anyway. Thanks for joining us on the Running Gun Podcast. Don't forget to follow us on Spotify, uh, Twitter, Instagram. Uh, email us if you have a problem. And uh, I'm JC. He's follow Jay Allison. Peaks. Follow Allison. And uh, have a wonderful day.
Uh, I'm holding it. How do we follow Allison? Uh, uh, Yeah, Yeah, I'll follow Allison on Twitter. Twitter, it's at Allison Posey 14. I'm a one L Allison. Don't put two L's in there. A L I S O N P O S E Y 14. All right, anything else?